that was that was quite an intro there. Um, welcome to another episode of the Scott Ads Podcast. This is our one-year celebration, and I'm uh, joined this evening by uh, Mike and Ryan. What's up, guys? One year, huh? Yeah. Damn, who would have who would have guessed in a year that the world would be on the cusp of uh, exploding in in this way, not in like other ways that we had thought, but like yeah, 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 hooray! It's right amazing, here. Am- amazing. The, the there's possibly a, wor- a world war going on, and we're uh, all on like a, a platform recording a podcast talking about Scott music. Talk, yeah, talking about the, the the happy, the happy, fun, stupid uh, mozzarella stick music to genre. Hey, you know what though? That's how I want to go out. If that's going to happen, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you want to go out. Is like, I mean, listening to like, that that's, song. That's not how I want to go out, but I'm just saying, if we're going to go out that way, I'll, I'll take this got music in the background. Sure, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's worse out. ways to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess I guess that song we played was uh, a new version of uh, a classic Buster song called Mickey Mouse in Moscow, and and they updated it. I guess it was. Uh, I guess it was done in like. I'm trying to think if it was. I think it was released sometime in like the late eighties. Um, Mickey Mouse in like, Moscow. Yeah. 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 I think. I want to say yeah. eighty-eight. Yeah, it looks like Something eighty-eight. Something like that. Yeah, and um, anyway, um, you know, that's it's, it. Kind of became one of their songs, and of course, they they re redid a version of it to kind of talk about what's going on in in. Um, the Ukraine and Russia right now, just like all this craziness about to go down and it's been on the news nonstop. So I thought it was a good way to kind of intro the episode to talk about that current event. And a lot of the ska bands, uh, there aren't many ska bands, but there are a couple ska bands from Russia that have posted they're against the war. I know we were talking about this, this, this week, I think uh, a little bit, but a lot of the Russian ska bands and a lot of the Russian people are totally against what's going on. I mean, yeah, this is most certainly not like everybody a consensus, let's say. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I think, I think, yeah, it's not um, really up for debate one way or the other. <laughs> but yeah, no, for sure. No, it's, it's it's they they retooled this really fast. I can't believe that they uh, they already released that. And also, like, wait a second, like, wait, are the Busters relevant again? Is this what this means? Because that's a band I haven't thought about for uh, ages. Yeah, I think I th- I want to say Doctor Ring Ding was playing with them for a little bit. Like he did a tour with them a few years ago, where he was playing with them. But I, I think they still do stuff in Europe. They're somewhat semi-active, I guess. Well, I re- I just remember. Uh, I don't know. Hearing our German friends that we had a little while back just bragging. About <laughs> that's a bust. That's a, that's a, that's an interesting. Uh, yeah, we I, I got well, we want to. We had a bunch of friends that used to come to the United States. Year I, I, was it about a decade ago? It, no, it was more than a decade ago, my friend. Oh, uh, see, I just say everything's a decade ago. Uh, everything is a decade ago for you now. Um, but I remember asking them about that, like what they thought about like the the Busters, and you know they were like the the Pepper Potts kind of fans, very more traditional. But they they just like were like, God, that band is just such a joke. It's like worse than the Toasters, but they're German. 
and I was just like, oh wow, damn, that is some strong anti-Buster sentiment there. Because I was, you know, I kind of like the Busters. I actually prefer the Busters over the Toasters. There's something oh, oh, sure, that's fine. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll make that swap. Yeah, I don't know if I. I think I only have a couple Buster songs. I don't think I own a Buster's album even. So. I don't know. Oh man, yeah, the Busters were. I remember. There was like a cousin, a cousin of mine who got, she started dating this guy who eventually they got married, but he like came over one time and I was like sitting there with like my skateboard and like, you know, some ska punk t-shirt on or whatever. And this guy was like, dude, do you like ska? And I was like, holy shit, wait, who the fuck is this random person in my house asking me about stuff? Anyways, he was one that he introduced me to some, some, uh, the busters, but through like the most ridiculous fucking song. Uh, which is the one it's like about like um, give me little muffins and a marshmallow it's like all about like sweets and stuff we should we should play that really <laughs> I have no clue you have no oh hold up a second I'm gonna find my, song. my go-to butcher song is uh, rum and coca-cola oh that uh, uh, rum and coca yeah that's the one I talk about doing a lot of cocaine right is that, is that the one you like that's the one you like <laughs> Off the record, but yes. <laughs> right, everything that is is going on right now is on the record as it is being <laughs> recorded. That's what record oh, literally says. Oh. <laughs> fake news. Yeah, fake news. Uh, damn it, the Busters. I'm just gonna. Well, let's let's let's. I I don't know this rum and cola song. So let's let's. You don't hear. know that one? Oh my god! Oh man. Come on. So we did, we made a mixtape at some point for this road trip to Miami from Baltimore, and it was like uh, our buddy Bob, the guy that was in the preschoolers, and Chucker Cabs, and like Ryan and I and our, our my other roommate, and we drove down there like nonstop, and we just would sit there and make these mixtapes before we left of like just tons of them to take with us on the road because we just wouldn't stop. We'd just be like, all right, you can pass on the back, and the two of us are going to be up front driving. And we just did it like 
nonstop, but we listened to music like nonstop. And there was, we ended all ended up with different tapes, but that was one of them that was like, was it on the sounds of space, Ryan? It's, it's possible. I mean, there's, there were so many tapes that we had at that time, but, but uh, that became like the song that was constantly in our circle of friends because of result of this. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I always have a fondness for the fucking busters, man. Did you, yeah. did you figure out that one song you were talking about? It's on about? that same album. My, for some reason, Spotify's not loading. Share your screen again. Yeah, yeah. Let's find it. It's on that same album that you were just on. It's like, so give me little muffins. I can't remember how it goes. But it sings about muffins. Where is it? A lot of albums. Yeah, man. They've put out a lot of shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're not good musicians. You there see. it is. Dead or Alive. Is that it? Wait, wait, dead or alive? It's candy. Uh, ooh, candy. That's I think that's it. Let me play it for a second. Do they cover uh, the Gangster of Love? They cover that song too. <laughs> Is it the Steve Miller band? Like I, that I song? I don't oh, think so. You think it's candy? I'm pretty sure they play this for a second. the correlation between like candy and muffins and must be a german thing i guess i don't know i I don't know man i don't know but it sounds like fun whatever is happening in that song if if it's a euphemism i don't know whatever it is it is good all right whatever that candy is i want that (laughs) (laughs) it's like he's like like willy wonka's chocolate factory or some shit i want to go in that that tour since since we're (laughs) It's kind of funny since we're talking about the Busters and we're reflecting on one year of doing this podcast. We did play a Buster song on one of the episodes this year. Does anyone want to take a guess on which episode it was? No, I don't want to take a guess on which episode or which song it was. I plead uh, no. Okay, Ryan? I preferred being uh, surprised. Okay, it was the it was the episode about scooters. Uh, we played. What's their scooter anthem that the Busters do? 
they do like, I don't know man I've been riding scooters for like what 20 almost 20 years and I don't know what the fucking Buster Scooter anthem is what, what is it yeah what, what is that let's hear it <laughs> we, we uh <laughs> I don't remember what it was Scooter motherfucker yeah it was it was it's probably like the most obvious fucking song yeah so, it was on the ruder than rude episode Scooter Maniacs you guys don't know that? No. I, I, like, I don't think about the busters too often. I think, I, about, I believe- I think about little muffins and cocaine. Yeah. Like all I, the busters for me is one album, and it involves muffins and cocaine. All right, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you guys have heard, heard heard this song at scooter rallies before. No. <laughs> Probably. Well, we played, I mean, we played I mean, it on the episode. Yeah. Ryan, how 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 many beers do you think on average are in your system at a scooter rally? I mean, yeah, exactly. It takes at least a case for me to get to the scooter rally. And I mean, the scooter rally is just a blur. Played it on the episode. <laughs> now that no. I'm listening to this, we I, I, I think it was, I think it was mentioned. Yeah, I thought it was mentioned by Grover or Tedford. I want to say, but you know, we I, had both of the, those guys on the scooter episode, which I th- I thought was a pretty good episode. I don't think I've ever heard that song in my life. Uh, I don't know that song either, but I, I don't not like it. I like it. It's cool. You know, well, it does sound like a little bit like Spectre Seven. Yeah, it is very Spectre Seven, huh? A little too. Yeah. I can, uh, I can, yeah, I can see that. I can see that a little bit. I mean, there's. I feel like there's like there's there's the toasters uh, appear in a couple different languages throughout the world. It's almost like they're like parallel like uh, the universes, universes of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. like you have the toasters, 
And then you have like the busters in Germany that are basically the toasters, but they're Germany. And then there's Desorden Publico in Latin America. That's the toasters of Latin America. You know what I mean? Tokyo Scott Paradise Orchestra. That's like the Japanese toasters out there. You know? <laughs> I think you're a little bit different. I don't know. Uh, they're all just kind of like they went into this like cheesy area but they're still really good i don't know there's something about those bands just being kind of like these staples uh i don't know the toasters are very much i think the toasters the sort of publico and the busters have a lot of similarity they have all that two-tone overlap kind of stuff going on. oh definitely definitely i I think the tokyo ska paradise orchestra no maybe that's just that was a stretch that yeah, was, that was, was I was trying to be like, yo, there's one everywhere. I was like, nah, maybe just maybe it's just like the the '80s weird country like uh, I don't know what I'm getting at. Stuff. I mean, it's just like the uh, the the subjects of the song are just a little bit out there. Like what? I mean, like, like muffins and cocaine. I mean, singing about candy. I mean, I guess there's it goes a little bit deeper than that, but it, it, it does sound very corny. Like it's hard to sound like a tough, like you know, like it's hard to sound like to project looking like a tough guy when you have that in the background, as in like that's your like your anthem. Yeah, or take yourself seriously. Imagine like having asking someone to take you seriously and being like playing like some goofy music about candy canes. And well, cause I always think shit. about the idea of like if you're in a car and you're playing <laughs> that music and you come into a red light and there's a car. <laughs> How will they interact to you with the music that you're playing at that time? Oh yeah, is that is that, is that a song that you would turn down when you would, when you pull up to a uh, to a red light in a convertible? Hundred percent. Wait 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 a second. If I'm in a convertible, that's a little bit different. That's like no, I mean, it's like it's always going to be audible, right? How loud do you want it to be audible as you pull up to the, the light? Huh? Well, I mean, like, how confident like, are you in uh, that it is that weird or gonna say something about you? Like, oh, no, <laughs> if, if I'm driving, like, like, no doubt, like, I'm always my my music's always pretty loud, like, uh, inside the car. Uh, I mean, it could be NPR, it could be, like, oh, yeah, like, my music's like, my audio is pretty loud inside my car. No, there's times I am listening to some, like, fucking, like, stupid ass, like, sun shit in the car, and I pull up next to somebody, and it's like, beep, 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 and I'm just like, no, dude, turn this shit down. Somebody's gonna think I'm fucking insane, like. Yeah, it's. <laughs> well, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it better to roll up in a car listening to some, like, obscure, like, like Afrobeat jazz, or, or if you drive up to someone's car and they're listening to a podcast? <laughs> No, it's, well, for me, it's usually like, it depends on the time of the day. I'm just not trying to draw attention to myself. Like, in, like in Baltimore City, where there's like squeegee guys all over the place, like, I'm not trying to like just draw attention to me. Like, there's all bars going on, and so I have to be a little bit mindful of like when I'm playing. Well, I think, I think, I think anyone, well, I'm just saying, I think if anyone's listening to this podcast now and they're driving up to someone, then. This might be a level if they're like if the person next to them are like, wait a second, are they listening to the Scott Dads podcast? That might that might that turn might that elevate. Yeah, yeah. Turn turn this podcast up if you're listening to it in the car and the person next to you might might also listen and and, and uh give you like a little head nod or something. A cheers. Maybe they'll cheers you if you're drinking a beer in the car while you're talking as well. <laughs> Which we don't condone, but also we don't think is, you know, like, sounds like a cool thing, you know? We don't have a on that. 
Yeah, we don't have a stance on drinking beers in the car, for sure. That's happened. We get it. Well, okay. Well, I guess I guess let's you what know this episode. We have a stance on. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about stances, I think this is the perfect time to kind of like, you know, we're all we're talking about the one year anniversary of the show, but. We're also talking about some current stuff that's been happening in Ska. Let's let's talk about the Mighty Mighty Boston. Talk about taking a stance on something, right? Yeah, he doubled down. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what is up with that? I mean, you have to also take into consideration this is the person who's like, what are his claims? I mean, like, what else did he have going on? It was like, uh, was he still on the that t- the late night show? He, with well, the guy from he, the man show it's like you oh uh, you were on the guy from the man shows jimmy uh, kimmel jimmy, jimmy kimmel live I'm, I'm gonna, i think he should be referred to as the guy from the man show <laughs> i i used to like i think it was a period of time i liked the man show i don't i don't think i was Dude, that invested in it but, i was uh, like it is the, okay it is like t- such a fucked up idea for for for, for like come on it would, in retrospect it would, they so he probably looks back and goes what the fuck were we doing but yeah, that time I was a fart. kid, I thought it was funny when I when I was a little kid. Yeah. It was just like a bunch of fucking yeah. fart jokes, you know what I mean? Well, that's that's the point. Like, as a kid, it's funny, but it's kind of sad as an adult. Like, that's <laughs> what they were trying to do, and uh, to make a show. And yeah, it, I definitely remember watching, it and I wasn't old enough to drink, and I was like, "They're drinking beer on this yeah, show." They, this is oh pretty yeah, awesome. Ziggy, 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 and we just like chug a fucking beer, and you were like, "This old fart like is playing piano and chugging beers." That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, well, totally. I was like, I cannot wait to become that person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Hey, look what well, it did. Look what well, it did well, to us. Well, like when I became that age, and I'm talking about like the host of that show, I'm like, this is fucking sad. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he talks about it. But anyway, we're talking about Jimmy Kimmel. And we're talking about Dickie Barrett. Who, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about the guy that is the MC or the the, the whatever for that guy. <laughs> I mean, like, let's put this in like perspective are you surprised that this person is i mean he has crazy like ideas i don't know yeah i think well i think someone someone posted and and i guess i I guess it's all this context because obviously you know um dickie barrett is not a peer or contemporary to us like he's definitely like a generation above us and i think i think someone i i want to say someone posted this on facebook when it was being and it doesn't justify his views of being like an anti-vaxxer, just that um, he um, he comes, I guess you think of the hardcore scene, which I don't think the Boston's is a hardcore band, but being from Boston, how they got started, they were definitely in that generation of uh, of hardcore in Boston, like bands like Gangrene and different, I don't, I can't think of any other Boston hardcore like, bands. Like Slapshot. Slapshot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just of how all the and and all and a lot of those guys, I'm thinking of like some of the guys from some of those '80s hardcore bands in New York have all. A lot of them have also come out as anti-vax because they don't trust the government, you know. And it and it's that deep-seated like conspiracy theory generational thing. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like overlap in the Venn diagram when you when you reach the sort of far end of the left and the right spectrum, right? Yeah. Like. There's there's some stuff there that like overlaps, and I think you you start to have that like because of that sort of outsider thing. There's definitely like these weird, you know, it's easy for somebody to be like, 
on an extreme, have an extreme opinion about something because they're into something that's maybe a little bit more extreme. You're in a subculture, you know what I mean? Like that's just your personality. I'm not surprised. I mean, I think I was, I was kind of crushed because I guess to me, like Why? the first, the first ska band I saw was like the mighty, mighty Boston's. Dude, fuck the Boston's, <laughs> man. Who gives a shit about the Boston's? I don't. Yeah. Like, but I kind of, I kind of held them in some like regard as you know they were my like. You know, that Obviously. transition band or that, you know, they weren't the like best a, band. They weren't my favorite band, I think, at any point. But they were a band that helped me get into, like, this music. And, like, okay. and their so, song content was always, like, open-minded and very, I want to say, if I had to guess, they were more to the left of anything. They talked, a, a, a lot of their songs talked about, you know, racial, um, you know, like the two tone, they were they carried some of those the two tone ethos of of just being accepting of other people and you know the, the punk rock stuff. Like I I thought they they were like a progressive band, you would think. But I think I think a lot of the stuff that I read that came out was his wife was very anti vax, and I guess their kids haven't had any vaccinations, and they're moving out to Phoenix, which is like a hub, I guess, for a lot of those anti vaxxers yeah. Oh, don't go to Phoenix. <laughs> well, 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 dude. Like, I don't know. Like, my my Boston's years ago. They were definitely like a kind of like a gateway type of band. Like, I could do like other stuff. Let it be like hardcore, punk, ska. Uh, they were they were very influential at that time. But I just kind of feel like over the years, as we all gotten older and dug a lot deeper into other type of stuff. The fact for like Dickie Bear, you know, to be like anti-vaxxed or whatever, like, am I disappointed to a degree? Sure, yeah. But at the same time, like, do I really care? Not really, because the, his music really doesn't does not hold that much substantial leverage on my life anymore, as it might have done like when I was like thirteen. Right. Yeah. And and so like, it doesn't really bother me. Like, do I really care that much? Not really. You know, like to me now, it's kind of like, all right, Dickie, like. That's that's his thing, whatever. Yeah. It, it, well, I I think the band took a hard stance against it. I, I assume that's why they broke up. And you know, it, it just seemed interesting. Like I haven't really followed them that much, but I know they just had an album out on Hellcat last year. I guess it was, was going to be their final album. They just all this stuff kind of just accelerated what was going to happen yeah, anyway. This could be like a good opportunity for them to kind of like take this and and, and like turn it into something else too. Yeah, oh, because I'm I sure that those guys will try and do some, someone. Will, there will be some music project that comes out of the Boston's. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like those guys have just been doing it for so long; they didn't want to stop. Clearly, it wasn't because they wanted to stop. At this, you know, so something will come out of that. But at the yeah. same time, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Ryan. It's like, do you think about the like for me, the Boston's? Like, if they, if I had to leave that shit behind, I'd be fine with it. You know what I mean? It's they're you know their songs are fun. It's a good band to see live. I'm not gonna like turn it down and it comes my way but like do i hold it at, in the same regard as like the other as like all the sacred stuff that i would say about you know this these ska bands that like i couldn't live without absolutely not they can that's fine i can live without the boston's and i, and I think it's healthy Casualty. i think it's healthy for bands to break up too that's the whole other totally thing too, right? i don't like like i don't want to see mm. like I, I think too, like there, there are definitely examples and bands that have been like, oh yeah, they're still around, they're still making music, and it's kind of a thing. Like, imagine what else they could create. I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's a musician thing or 
um, if it's just like that comfortability. But I, I think sometimes, to me, I, I'm of the ethos if, and I've, I've left bands before because I feel like we're not moving in any direction. Like, if we don't have a recording, like in like two, maybe three years, then what are we doing? Like, if, if you can't produce something, and if you're not writing, and if you're not producing something, to me, it's like, it's old, it becomes old hat. I'm, a, I'm okay with, like, like foundational bands that really enjoy breaking up. Like, like it, it does, it is kind of terrible, like, that I'm like, oh, maybe I'll never see them again, like, concert, playing those songs. But, if, them as an artist changed their ways and like kind of like just played different types of music now or like it's gone like different directions i, I, I mean i, I kind of welcome that like I'm, I'm cool with that and i prefer them to change and like to change their name to like a different band so they're not trying to like kind of play on the same stuff they were doing before and i don't like i don't like bands when they get pigeonholed because after like 10 years i mean because after 10 years like, it does become, I don't want to say it's sad, because that's a bad way to put it, but when a band just putting out the same stuff, just so they sound like what they were doing a couple years ago, to keep the crowd going, I don't know, it's, it's not that interesting anymore. Yeah, I think music has to evolve, and I think, too, like, yeah. like you can look at a band's catalog and be like, these are their two or three essential listens, and then after that, it's it's it doesn't happen much, like... I don't think there are a lot of bands I can say, oh, there's four albums that you need to listen to. There's probably two or three. Definitely. Yeah. But also there's like something, I don't know, there's like something like honorable about being like, okay, cool, our project, we did this, yeah, it's done, boom. And you look, look at the Smiths, you look at these like other big, the jam, all these like big name bands that like just would not, the Beatles would not get back together. Like they were like, it's done. So it's, you know, like we've all moved on and tried different things. It's, it kind of sucks that, like, like in some ways, like, it, it bums me out. Like, the specials got back together. I feel like they were, like, the holdouts, you know, where, like, Terry and Jerry Dammers and all them were like, no, we're not going to do it. Um, and that was kind of a bummer when that all really happened. But it's so nice also to see them doing oh, dude, it. So it's hard because you're like... Because like, at that time when the specials got back together, like, we're like, holy shit, dude. We're like, we're seeing, some, like, we're seeing magic happen again. Where you know we got the specials, but but I I still think it was it was still like spoiled a little bit by not having Dammers. Oh, absolutely. Well, he signed on initially, right, and then he fucking left because he got all butt hurt in the middle of it. Uh, and and like, sure, I, I'm sure that there is like so much like just old. I can't imagine with that band like how how much like pent up weird. Well, that's well, that's the thing. Like, how many times has a member? joined the specials and then left a year or two later and then and then two years later they come back and then they leave two years later so obviously there's some dysfunction in that and that's like all bands and all like but i i guess i, I don't know i guess I'm, I'm saying this about like two or three albums then i'm thinking about i guess if, if we dig into like jamaican music which wasn't really focused on albums as much as singles someone like laurel aiken produced like his catalog of work might be an exception to that and maybe people like prince buster um derek morgan there are exceptions to that too but i i think of i think of bands as like organic like 
I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I guess that statement I made. I'm trying to think of how it can apply to like Jamaican music, where you know you have producers like Lee Perry and and even like Byron Lee that that have in the Scatolites. I mean, like look at how many different offshoots of the Scatolites there were, and they were never really like they were only like a band for like a couple of years together. You know, they were more like oh studio outfit, studio outfit. Yeah, no, studio I, I outfit. think that's a little bit different though. Yeah. Like, I think the Skylights would, would have stuck around if there was money to be made at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was... There were studio musicians, man. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So, people, like, there's people making money, but it wasn't them making the money. Yeah. And so, I mean, everyone just... Even, like, even like, like the musicians, the artists, like, everyone's just putting out records left and right. Everyone's putting bands together left and right. Everyone's just trying to collect that dollar somehow. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's trying to hustle and, and yeah, exactly. get something to stick. Yeah, that's true. And, and that, that's and that's the sort of amazing thing about it is like, oh yeah, yeah. Because I think a lot of stuff that gets labeled as the Scatolites, it's often like, no, dude, it's it's, it's just it, a different incarnate. There were different drummers. There were different people involved on on the given day. Yeah, I mean, like that's why like a lot of those records. And worth so much money because at that time, um, maybe the drummer came with the song or uh, like uh, one like saxophone player. It doesn't matter who it was, but yeah. it would come out come out like on one record, and it was on like a limited release. But it would have the actual artist that created the song, as opposed to like the skylights or the, the techniques. Like it was always somebody different, and like that's why those records are so much more expensive. As opposed to just getting like the Studio One record that came out, because they're all kind of, like I guess considered mislabeled now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but like, you'll find like old, but you'll find like old Jamaican like rocksteady songs or like old ska songs that might have a different artist label on it, and you're like, oh, dude, that that's a fucking Skylight song. It's like, no, 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 like you know, like that's Bobby Aiken's track instead. And like uh, Bobby Aikens on Newbie Records was actual like the first one that came out with that track or like Islam Records, and so like that's where it got more expensive on top of like the forty fives that were coming out. Yeah.
playing uh, that new Bruce Lee track that we were talking about, Did You Find the Money Farm? And it has Angela Moore on it, and it's like, uh, the video is really cool. It's Mike Park kind of like skanking it up. Oh, I need to check that out. I haven't heard that yet. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like the percussion too on the track too. It was kind of a little bit different. Yeah. He, he's, he does some, uh, some cool stuff. Uh, I, uh, Mike Park is always kind of some, one of these pe- people I like, oh, I, I hold near and dear, even though, you know, I don't listen to all that much of like the ska punk, like the skank and pickle and stuff like that. Oh yeah. But, uh, well, I think Asian just... man too has done some interesting like releases and, and they, they don't stick to just one genre either, which is kind of different. Yeah, they're an interesting label, like in the way that they just kind of have like organically gone the way that they have. They're like, oh yeah, we we we'll do whatever's like the kids seem like they're into, you know. And so it's like they follow that as opposed to, you know, being in a specific genre or whatever. One of my favorite things about Mike Park too is his um, on, I don't know if it's his it, just his Instagram or TikTok. But he does this thing where he just gets pissed off at people and just puts it out on like social media. <laughs> it's it's all of them like complaining yeah, about that. their orders, and he's always like, "This is me like caring about you" or something like that. And he just gets so pissed off about it. And like that's like, I can imagine him because he's still doing the mail order out of his basement, and people are like, "Well, this shipment got lost in the mail." And it's his like, parents' garage, dude. But yeah, I can't imagine imagine having to ship out thousands of records to people in your parents garage or in your garage at this point in life and just being like having all these like people bothering you constantly about different like minor things that, that would drive you crazy right like i'd imagine excuse me I don't know how he's done it yeah yeah every every like scott karen is out there like asking for where they're uh i don't know slap uh i was gonna say slap shot what the hell was the uh slapstick slapstick not slap shot uh, Jesus Christ. Anyway. But anyway, I was just I was just thinking we would it, it should we should spend some of this time like kind of like I guess reflecting on the episodes that we've done the last year. And I can kind of start this if we want, so I'll give you guys some time to collect your thoughts. But I, I to me I think the episodes that stuck out to me like the most, I think were the episodes we did on Moonscob, just because I, I think those episodes were really popular. It kind of helped establish our podcast, and it was kind of a, a fun way to kind of. Uh... <laughs> you guys mock me, but it's fine. Um, but I just thought it was a way. We, we, the coolest thing about the episode, I thought, was after interviewing like the articles, they uh, they they released this un like a gem that was no one even knew they recorded or had called action claw versus gorilla grip so that we kind of broke that news so not only did we spend some time reflecting on moon records and some of our favorite bands but we also kind of got to unearth a hidden gem that was kind of lost are you are you claiming that uh credit for that is that is that what's happening yeah our show was our show our show was the first show that announced it oh yeah yeah we we debuted the announcement like they told us we're putting this out on Bandcamp since you guys are interviewing you're us. You're so cool, Bob. Yeah, you're pretty cool. That's for real, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, it's very true, but I, I did try to tell my wife about it. She had no idea whatsoever. Honey, 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 look, like this band that was an all jazz instrumental Scott band <laughs> <laughs> did this recording, and we just interviewed them. 
And she's like, what? What are you talking about, Ryan? She's like, shut the fuck up. Can you just, like, grab the kid for a sec? Yeah. She's like, just give me a moment without the kid. (laughs) (laughs) I have a migraine. I'm going to lay down. Oh, poor dad. You and your Scott bullshit, man. I'm sure. I'm sure. Three guys that are married and you're in. She's also the, the true hero of, a, of it all. <laughs> yeah, she puts up with you, uh, which uh, nobody that's understands. Hard, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a difficult task. That's like that's a superhuman awful. feat. Uh, I mean, she probably knows, knows more about my scooters than I do now. <laughs> yeah, she just want to help you get them running. Yeah. <laughs> For your own well-being. Uh, okay, so, so, so I, I went on my episode, the Moon Sky episodes that we had, uh, and the when we interviewed the articles, uh, who wants to go next? I would say the like the John Roy one was one I really enjoyed. I think he's just like doing a really interesting thing with the smoke and mirror stuff, and I had kind of walked into that cold like I know what the fuck was going on because of course we wouldn't prep for anything. Uh, but the the music is awesome, and it's really interesting to see like even he. I think I just saw today. Um, he was he was posting it was like uh it was a puerto rican like musician hector lavo he uh uh the suerte is like a huge massive latin song i i, I agree i think i agree with mike the john roy interview was pretty interesting we learned a lot and so much good music from that yeah actually on the john roy episode was I would say it was probably one of my favorite ones, only because uh, it kind of opened up like the idea of like doing interviews, and, like doing a little bit deeper with the artist. Yeah. But uh, I, I would say like my favorite episode would be uh, doing the like, Moon Scott. Yeah. Like uh, that, that was a good time. Uh, like all of us hey, hanging out together, and just talking about. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I would say like Moon Scott is kind of like the foundation, of what led us to where, we're, where we are now with our knowledge. Which is not very impressive, but um, yeah. Well, Moon Sky is iconic, man. That's like the yeah. that is definitely like the American ska label. Yeah, like I if mean, you were if you had to like just be like, oh yeah, what was ska in the nineties? It was like Moon Sky. Just say that across the board, and it, it could speak to you know from Hepcat to like you know Spring Hill Jack. You know, it doesn't make that guy. That's all Moon Sky. You know. Yeah, and I, I think I think it's kind of fun to do some of the, like the label and album deep dives. I could definitely see us like doing like a follow up and digging deep into like a moon album or a couple moon albums um, in the future. But also, you, you know, like like kind of digging into going back to I think the stubborn episode we just had too was pretty monumentous too of just talking with Django about the history of stubborn and really thinking about all those releases in the catalog too they've had yeah that was a really good episode um and 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 kind of cool to hear jeff like sit there kind of you know tell some of the backstory to some of the you know some of that some of that music you know he's been around for a really long time so it's cool to see to see him and the the album the music that's coming out of that album and that that series is just incredible i heard there's a new cat uh cat bite uh put one out i saw just I don't know if it came out today, but I saw they did it. volume volume two came out today, and they yeah. have uh, Catbite on it doing "Policeman" by the Silencers, which I assume was recorded at 
version city. Um, even though I, I don't think it technically was released on Stubborn, but I definitely see it was like a Stubborn production of some sort with collaboration with Hellcat. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, there is, there is that. You know, that would be an interesting thing to like have uh, to do something about, which is that like that Hellcat Stubborn connection there. Because like it seemed like that was part of what put I think the stubborn sound on the map for sure, right? You know, yeah. We had the slackers on those big compilations. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Well, and well I played like, with Rancid too for some stuff. I, I mean, yeah. I would say like there, I would say like a very brief moment though, like Hellcat Records, stubborn were kind of like competing for artists. What? For what? For Scott artists? Oh yeah, Dublin, dude. Yeah. But, like, but the, stubborn, the stubborn All Stars were on the first given the boot. Yeah, but but like what like were some of the bands kind of like interchangeable at some point though? And so um, I think I think well I think the only bands that were maybe direct directly related to like the stubborn crew would be like the Slackers maybe, and the stubborn All Stars. But but, yeah. but you know but they the just put the, they just put a couple singles out on on the. Hellcat samplers, you know. Yeah, but like, I mean, they're all kind of like they're all the same group of people, though. Like, everyone knows each other. It's, it's a melting pot. And yeah. So we're all kind of like testing, like, who's going to be doing what at some point, though, or trying to test what's going to be a better offer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I, I'm just saying, like, on the on the new one that just came out, though, they have um, the the tracks that stand out to me, though, are, are there's a couple of uh, Victor Rice tr- tunes that are on it. Um, Wild Man Rhythm, which is a cl- really cool band from Europe. They are like a heavy instrumental band. They they do Gravity, which is an awesome um, Victor Rice tune um, that was on his like first album solo outing on Stubborn at Virgin City. And um, Predator Dub does one more by Rocker T. And um, the Pomps do like a really cool Stubborn All Stars cover of a friend. They do it. They're more of like a garage rock band that's led by like Alex Stern from uh, Westbound Train and Mass Hysteria. And I think nowadays he plays uh, with Big D in the Kids Table. So, uh, yeah, I've heard the yeah. pop stuff. There was uh, a, I think there was like, were they the ones that did the Smoke and Popes covers? I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I was listening to them when I was driving across the country. One of my old friends from so, Miami that was like a ska person was also like, hey, we'll check this shit out. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. up in that part of town. Yeah. Or that Boston. part of the country. Yeah, he's, up, he's outside of Boston now. Yeah. Uh, I think, too, I think too. Um, Alex is also working with Obi and Vinny, the singer, the old singer of Less Than Jake, doing this really cool like multimedia thing called The Inve- In- Inevitables. It's kind of like... Um, they do like a comic book and they've done oh. a couple yeah they've done some interesting like music media combinations with, a lot with like artwork um but um that's cool with the, yeah it's with the old drummer singer of less than jake oh yeah it's a part so, so what is it like it's like it's like, a, it's like a comic book you follow along with as you listen to the music yeah. And then, and then they cool. released they released a dub record. It's all it, it, to me. It reminds me a lot of like the Gorillas, like that whole. Yeah. 
Yeah, Kid Koala is the one that comes to mind. If you ever listen to that, he was a he's like a DJ, and like he had like a comic book that you would like read along with. Those uh, it was really cool stuff though. But yeah, the idea is is, is cool. It's, it's interesting how they to, to mix in the, the different I don't know um, practices like that. I mean, I've always enjoyed going to shows. And this is like I was an art school kid, so I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, someone's got people like painting on stage live or doing like live art with the you know, with having something other, some other way to experience it just makes it kind of funny. If it's a TV show, yeah, the multimedia, the that's multimedia an LA aspect. thing too, right? Right? Like, uh, who's Patrick? You? What does that mean? <laughs> No, no, I'm just saying, stuff, months, stuff like that is uh, <laughs> anything LA related. I always say, oh, that's Mike. Um, <laughs> but no, no, when you told me when you went to see uh, the, what's that guy's name? Pachiman? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing stuff like that for sure. Yeah. 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 I think he's like another, like, he's got to be some sort of art school dork uh, person. It's probably, yes, yeah. it probably is an LA thing. There's probably a lot of fucking art school dorks here. See, that's sure. what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Or no, New York probably, thing, I guess. Or New York, I guess too. Yeah. New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, like, the, the, yeah. But I mean, John Roy was saying he's doing a lot of stuff like that with, with his music, and I was kind of like, oh, surprised, and I think that that's a neat thing to introduce to like the scene because you don't see all that much happening yeah. in in this kind of music, or you know. So it's I like, think yeah. I think too, like as, as stuff reopens too, people are going to be thinking of how can I do something live, but also maybe um, do it with less people. So I, I think that's going to be like yeah. a new, a new, some new concept because I don't, I don't know. It may not be as easy to get like gigging musicians all the time now. I yeah. don't know. But, we'll see what happens. You got to give some people something to look at. If it's just going to be you on stage, like you need to have something <laughs> else happening because otherwise shit. Yeah. Like I got to be entertaining because everybody, I guess there are artists that have done that. Like yeah. James Brown basically could do that. Just walk yeah, yeah. out there by himself and knock it out of the park. But uh, I am not James Brown. And I don't think that like a lot of people are either. <laughs> so, yeah. Like you should start comparing yourself to him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day oh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe one day you'll be able to get there. Oh, so what you're saying is that I should just walk around being like, I'm James Brown. And just... Exactly, just, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's what I want to see. Them. Fake, oh, fake it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Well, I think the saying. first thing is like changing your name to James Brown. I think that would uh, be the first yeah. step. Uh, wait, but so would, would I do it incrementally or would I change my no, name I just one think, shot? I just think you have a would wild weekend like, where you do a lot of PCP. I, and, but um, here's what I'm like. No, but I'm like... <laughs> oh, do I do I do I become Michael Brown Cuesta and then eventually become Michael Brown and then eventually become Michael James Brown? <laughs> then... I, I, you're in habit, yes. Yeah. All of them. Or do I just do it on one sweep? No. Nah. No, just Michael Brown. Michael <laughs> and like you should also change your voice too at the same time. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. This, this is this is starting to go veer off in a weird, uh, weird. Uh, yeah, just making jokes. Yes. Well, anyway, we we do have some stuff, I guess, going forward too that that we're excited for. We have an interview that I have to start editing <laughs> and, and get to that oh, we recorded yeah. a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, I need to do some stuff for you on that, don't I? I gotta clean that one up. I'll, I'll yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. I don't even stuff. think I sent you the track. Yeah, I didn't even send you the tracks. I don't think yet, but, but yeah, but I, I, my idea is to get it out after this episode because 
said band. Well, it, it's a, we have a show coming up with the Free Coasters, which is an awesome band uh, from Florida, and they're friends, friends of Mike's, and I guess friends of mine too. Yeah, definitely not, friend, not friends with AJ though, but uh, yeah, that's a good. It's gonna be an interesting one to edit out. Yeah, uh, there's a lot to to work with. I think it, it was a, it was actually like really really fun. It was. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I feel it like might it, a, it, it might be a three-episode series by the time. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> this is the this is the problem. You get people that like haven't seen each other and get and, like drank together together again for you know for something like this, and we end up just like going off on tangents all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Ryan was Ryan. You missed that one, didn't you? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, you know, with with the Floridian tie, Ryan's also a Floridian, so it's like it was just really like, dude, you're just missing. Like you, you, we were, we could have talked about Publix and when Dixie. To be honest with you, uh, as a, two Florida guys, I knew you could carry the Publix conversation. <laughs> you had confidence in my Floridian, oh, like. Oh, this yeah, sounds awesome. like this sounds like it could be a spinoff podcast. Florida guys, Florida <laughs> guys, <laughs> former Florida guys. What's that? We, we could have like a podcast just just about Publix, and we're <laughs> <laughs> listening is a pleasure. <laughs> I mean, Publix is a thing. Like, it's an institution in Florida, man. It really is. I mean, I mean, it's 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 like a thing where, like, if you're if you're from Florida and you went to the beach, your ass is going to Publix getting a pub sub. Like, that is it's, it's cheap, it's delicious, it's on the fucking way, it's there. Maybe it's across the street from the beach because you forgot. You know, like it, it just has so many awesome associations. Uh, <laughs> Publix does. Uh, it was it, it does not have statements based on on, on what what is, what's their whole deal, Ryan? Like they don't make a, like they won't make a statement on something. I have no idea, but like I think you're oh, I, I, mean, I think yeah. Well, we'll edit that. I, mean, I, I, I know they're a terrible corporation now. So what's that? They're they're a pretty terrible corporation now. These days. Oh, for real? Yeah. Well, they're huge now, right? Because they're in they're in like. The South, they're like all like they're they're up in like Ohio. I feel like I don't know. Why are we talking about Publix, Florida? <laughs> you brought it up. You brought it up. Oh yeah, I guess we went we went pretty far. They, well, Ryan uh, had Ryan had the confidence in me to carry the Publix <laughs> conversation. Well, not for sure though. That, that's you know that's a lot. That's like that's like somebody like a Floridian kind of giving another Floridian the like. You good? Well, well, in Florida we call that the barefoot nod. You know, <laughs> <laughs> is that really a thing? A barefoot knot? I like that. No, I just made it up. Yeah, I, 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 I think it works though because it does speak for Florida. It's like then you get, you know, you get back on your trike because you can't, you can't get the DUI, so you don't have a car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I ain't wearing shoes, motherfucker. I'm driving home. You know. Like, <laughs> I always think, you know, like for some reason, I, I always think back to uh, there was a there was a big scooter rally in uh, Cocoa Beach in, in Florida, right? And just having like being like introducing so many people that we knew to Florida in like one big shot was like shocking. I think to some people they were just like, "This is so freaking redneck," and you're like, "Yeah, 
That's why it's fucking wonderful, dude. Because the Cocoa Cocoa Beach rally was obviously was a timeless rally that we probably won't have for a very long time again. But yeah. us but us coming from Florida but living in Baltimore or taking our scooters from Baltimore to Florida again to have a party in Florida <laughs> to hang out with a bunch of people from outside of Florida to explain what Florida life is like. It, it's very complicated. It's a weird, very weird state. It's, uh, it's, it's a very that. weird state, but it can be very cool too at the same time. No, I love Florida. I have nothing but love for, for Florida. And having the free coasters on here was was really, will be will be really fun for yeah. people. Uh, it's just those like, guys are a trip. The people that are cool from Florida somehow leave Florida and they go somewhere else, and they'll come back every once in a while. And be like, oh yeah, that's why I don't go back to Florida you, anymore. Do you see how Ryan just tried to call himself cool? And, like, <laughs> did you catch that? I did. Yeah, but it's true. It's true, you know, because the cool people from Florida, yeah, they definitely get out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to place you. you, (laughs) Ryan's live via via, uh, satellite from Florida. We we lost our, like, uh, one Florida listener, I'm sure, at this point. You know? We have we have a, we have forty nine more states we can pull from. We're good. Okay, well, we're good. That's that's my goal. You know, to get kicked out of every single state. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think. We're so- <laughs> <laughs> you want to get the podcast banned on? Uh, yeah, that would be. He wants, to, he wants to somehow, yeah, get every listener in every state somehow offended. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna target Ohio and Iowa next episode. Ohio, come yeah, for you. <laughs> Is it what, for your potatoes. I mean, what, what, what do you Ohio, say about potatoes in Ohio? Did you say Ohio? I, Iowa, Idaho, Iowa. Idaho. Idaho does the potatoes, bro. I know. I, Iowa is, I don't know. They are the ones oh, fuck, that, that fuck Ohio fuck potatoes. Yeah, fuck the Ohio potatoes. Those are the worst. Yeah, what, what, what's Ohio got for? <laughs> I don't know. I was just in Ohio this past weekend for a oh, wedding. What are you doing in Ohio for a wedding? Yeah, we went. We the wedding was in Ohio. Then we went back to West Virginia. What state? Oh, sorry. What's what city in, in Ohio? <laughs> I, I don't know. It was, it was the church. The church was in Ohio, but the 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 reception was in West Virginia. Because <laughs> it was right across the it was right across the line. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been out there. I was. Um, I remember I stayed outside of Akron somewhere. Um, yeah, this was, is, this was just like a small it was like literally like a town that's like full of like maybe like 50 people they had we were talking to we were sitting next to like a, a couple that were locals from Ohio and I was like they were saying how they had to drive back which was only about like a 15-20 minute drive I was like oh yeah I'm, I wonder if you guys could probably call an Uber or Lyft and he's like yeah we only have one Uber driver holy shit yeah in the whole, in the whole area of like, like in the whole town, and that was it was Wheeling, West Virginia. It was Wheeling, West Virginia, and I'm trying to think of the town in Ohio it was. But he oh, was like, dude. yeah, we, we only have one driver in Wheeling, West Virginia. His name is Frank, and he's a millionaire. And, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, never up at this hour. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, probably he asleep. Right. Who of Ohio? 
Dude, that shit is awesome though. Like yeah. when I when I was in I was in Vieques, uh for like almost a month with two of my friends like a couple years ago, and it, it was like you got to learn that yeah, there was like one driver and doing doing taxi or Uber on the island at any given point. So it was like, oh, who's on right now? Is it this woman or is it this other woman? You know, you just well, call their I cell mean, phone. I mean, that's crazy. You know? I mean, that's crazy for us that are. Anyone that's in like a city where we're like, oh yeah, we can just get Uber Eats or we can just do um, Lyft or take an Uber somewhere. We can get around to the other side of the city in literally like maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, like. It wasn't even like that when we were like, I don't know, 15 years ago, dude. Remember like, you just have to like call a cab or go hail one on the street. Nose goes. Like, um, yeah, man. Like, if you you want to get like a sandwich. But like not leave the house, like you you had to get a roommate that was not paying attention, and like gave him like twenty bucks and like yeah dude yeah. you're out. you're you're buying us like stuff for the like for tonight. That shit sucked. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know, I know what that was like, Ryan. Very, I know that very well. Because <laughs> you always lost. No, <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, anyway, I, I think I think we did a lot of good stuff this year. It's crazy to me that we recorded like over twenty hours of audio. <laughs> in one year it's we, amazing to me that anyone at this point has listened to 21 hours of this you can turn it off now it's not gonna we, we reached our peak i think like uh i think this is all we got <laughs> shit well yeah no we got some we got some some tricks up our sleeves yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think one of the cool things to this year, we, Mike, you did this really cool logo for us that we have <laughs> on our Instagram page, and uh, we got a lot of compliments about. I don't know if we mentioned it, but it's like that spinoff of uh, Dance Craze. Yeah, the the the, the, the Ska Dad Dance Craze, Ska Dad Craze. I I don't know how. There's there's got to be some Ska Dad pun joke in there somewhere. I'm not finding it yet, but. Yeah, man. Now, I mean, we've been talking about like making a T-shirt of that, or uh, doing some fun stuff with uh, around it. So I don't know. We'll we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. have to like uh, keep your ears peeled. Yeah, we'll do some merch, and uh, you know, people can always follow us on uh, Scott Dad's podcast on Instagram, and uh, I don't know, maybe this year too. We'll 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 start with a Twitter and some other social media. Maybe um, we'll start promoting yeah. ourselves and like yeah. plugging, plugging, yeah, follow Scott at Scott Dad's at. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can always find us on Instagram. That's definitely our probably best established uh, social media outlet right now. So, yeah. We're, we're going to record some some spots for ourselves. We're going to do some like little like radio spots that we're just, so we're going to cut from from our show to commercials about our show within our show. Drink Pepsi. Here we go. Well, here's, 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 yeah, here's something that kind of like I've noticed this year that we've gotten a a lot of, one of the things that kind of bugs me that we get a lot of, I get a lot of, so, so our show where we cover ska, right? Like ska, reggae, rocksteady, Jamaican music, modern Jamaican music, music from the sixties and seventies. Scott. I don't know. Yeah, Scott. We as, cover as, Scott. As in, as, in, as in what's in the name of the show, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm just saying, okay, okay. So here's here's the thing. But I almost almost daily almost almost daily though, and I guess I guess this is our fault for being a Scott podcast. Almost daily I get a message from some random Scott Punk band being like, 
here's our track. You should play it on your show. And I was like, have you listened to our show? Like, we don't, we don't just, uh, I, I don't know. I think we're kind of, we, we have a topic or a theme. We just don't play like a rant. We're not like one of the Scott radio shows where people play like, oh, here's all the songs that came out on Bandcamp this week. That's not our show. We should have, we should do like, we should, what we should do is get those and just have one episode or where instead of an episode, we just like put, chain them all together into an MP3 and we let that, we just put that up and we're like, here you go. We don't, we're not even going to say what it is. <laughs> but here's, 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 here's the thing though. Any band that sent me that song. Uh, no, here's the thing. Well, yeah, well, here, yeah, that's pretty much what I want to say is. Fuck you! If we want to play your song, we'll play your song. <laughs> if you're sending, if you're sending Damn, us your mom. song, if you're sending us your song, <laughs> the song probably sucks, and your band probably sucks. Because if I haven't heard of your band, and I haven't heard your song, I'm not gonna play it on my radio show, right? Also, like, also, like you, do you really like want us to be the ones promoting your fucking band? Like, dude, the whole thing here is like, there's a it's, This is for old farts, like. <laughs> <laughs> people aren't here aren't buying albums as much as like you're the people that you want you, you want to market if you're in a band right now i would say your market is 20 somethings right like uh i don't know i don't know right now i am not trying to be in a ska band so i don't know <laughs> what um <laughs> I'm I'm actually actively trying not to be in a ska band too. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm actively trying not to to, to, to play ska. You know, and I'm actively band. trying not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think the players are like, so, trying to change our lives. <laughs> that's, that's the point. Like. <laughs> I'm at the point in my life I don't want to be in a ska band. I don't want to deal with the headache. I don't want to deal well, with uh, horn players. And uh, skinners <laughs> and skinhead shit, and uh, yeah, yeah, I would have removed myself from the ska scene by we're doing trying to about the ska scene. society. And right so, now, yeah. we're like literally just texting back and forth about selling our scooters <laughs> off. Of. It's like, look, I've just been happy with my Series One and my Jet Two Hundred. Well, I just get and- the LA One Seventy Five and run it properly, paint it fine, get rid That's of it. The- Sorry, yeah, but I, I wanted to just rant that, like, you know, I. I, I feel like it's like one of those things it's like why why and, and it kind of I think it's one of the things that ruins like the word ska for, for me and for other people is like there's all these there's hundreds and thousands of bands that are trying to get their their song played by someone or listen to someone and just people aren't interested in it well I mean they, they, they have the internet we're like like when we were kids I mean, like, we had, like, what, eight tracks, four tracks, whatever, like, no, we were recording songs and this shit. Yeah. But, like, their song will hit them, like, you, you can get your song across on multi-levels. At the same time, we're, we're just a bunch of assholes, man, like, uh... Yeah, if we played, if we played your song, we'd probably critique it, and you'd be like... You'd instantly, if you listen to our critique, you might stop playing. Like, like we, we can... <laughs> Sure, but like at the same time, like you gotta shoot your shot. Like if you're in a band, like you yeah, have yeah, to I just know. you have to kind of try and make that shit like happen. So you're gonna just, you're, I don't know. You could just be like, especially when you're young. And at this point, like like you guys know a bunch of people from the scene and all kinds of stuff. You don't necessarily need the, all all that help. You know what I mean? Like so, uh, you know, whatever. Bands, if you wanna, if you, if you kids wanna keep sending emails out. <laughs> You 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 do it. You you waste your breath. 
I'm going to give you I'm going to give you AJ's email that you can email him. Oh shit, that's what we should do. Oh my god, can we have a fancy submission like, email that just redirects emails to, to AJ? <laughs> We're going to let AJ deal with all the bands. That are- <laughs> And that's the solution there. And like he loves like dick pics too at the same time. And so like, if one music, you know, <laughs> just give AJ's cell phone number. We should just give out AJ's cell phone number and tell people to send him their songs. <laughs> submit, submit your submit your ska dad songs uh, to three zero one five 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 five. Yeah. Just text message your yeah, like just text like sing, sing your favorite ska oh song God. and send it to Asia. But anyway, I, I guess I guess I guess this kind of wraps up this episode. I, I I think too like we have some other um, topics. I think we're gonna cover this year. We have I think we have an episode of Ken Booth. We're gonna finally try to hammer down at some point in the future. Yeah, man. Uh, Ken Booth, Judge Dredd. Uh, yeah, there's an artist. Yeah, Judge Dredd. I'm excited about that. And I think too, we, we talked about doing like uh episode on, on a lot of like the Latin ska bands, oh, reggae yeah. bands that are out there because there's so much great music being put out by labels like liquidator. And um, even just in Mexico itself, we could have a whole episode probably on like some of the cool stuff coming out of Mexico. Oh my God, there's yeah. a lot of good music coming out of Mexico, South America, Spain. I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely, I think more of the music that I'm listening to and finding and discovering is coming from those places more than the United States at times. Oh yeah, it just seems like it's like blowing up all over the place. But also, like you have to figure, Scott is just I think a little bit more. I don't know. It's more like normal in Latin America, and I don't know if it's just because of like, you know, maybe you have like the cumbia and stuff like that. That that's like similar sounds, similar sometimes. You know, and it's all Caribbean music, like really like, you know, like Cuban music isn't like all that different from like Jamaican music, whatever, like it's bad at a certain point. It's all very, there's a lot of like crossover. So I can see why like this stuff gets accepted more there than it does here. But like that shit is just blowing up, man. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorite bands uh, is this band from Mexico called Travelers All Stars and they have... They they have some really cool stuff. Like I really was into their track uh, last year called the Reggae Gordo, um, and and they've done a couple of cool singles. I don't think they've done an album, but I've seen some of their live videos too, and they look like I know like uh, they're a pretty huge like uh, skinner reggae band in California. Like I'm sorry, not California, but uh, Mexico. Yeah, they're big. Down, they're 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 definitely well known out here. No, but like no, like they're huge. Yeah, yeah. One of the uh, the organ players uh, uh, lives out here uh, in LA now, and um, I've, I've met with him a couple times, and we've talked. To, you know, we're chatting about doing some stuff, but like, it's interesting. I was like, I was like, wait, this band is so huge. What the hell are you like doing out here? You know? So. Yeah, but like, I, I think I, I think they're bigger like in Mexico than we we'll like realize how big they are. Yeah. Like. Like they are like uh like, you remember like you remember like Manolo and like uh oh yeah yeah like uh like, Los Granados yep. whatever yeah the Grenadians yeah Grenadians yeah. yeah like uh they're kind of like the same kind of wave type of band oh yeah they were they were huge in Spain but like well, I mean like a little, a little more popular that's like 
but like their organ grooves are a little more poppier. Yeah. But uh, I mean, they're huge in Mexico, man. And it, I think Los Grenadians were a little cheesy, man. Like, let me let me let's be real here. Like, some of Los Grenadian stuff is fucking corny as all hell. You know, they they were really like, and they were they were kind of earlier than the Agrolites, even. You know, I think like with the the stuff that they were doing, and it sounded really good. But. Yeah, no, I think I think they 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 were the first like releases on Liquidator too. So it's kind of sorry. <laughs> this is uh this is from the new release uh that came out today on um uh, March fourth uh. Traveler All-Stars, Love in the Stars. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. We're going to kind of wrap it up with playing a track called Love in the Stars. (laughs) 